0: We're now listening to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast with Dr. Taylor Crick. Dr. Taylor is an expert in helping those suffering with autoimmune disease, and he himself has autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity is rampant today. The purpose of this podcast is to educate about the underlying causes and natural solutions to halt autoimmune disease progression. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. For more information from Dr. Taylor, visit www.autoimmuneeducationacademy.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Taylor Crick. Welcome to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taylor Crick. I love teaching people the underlying mechanisms behind autoimmunity and chronic disease. I feel like when you understand the mechanisms, the solutions become obvious. For more information, visit our website at www.autoimmuneeducationacademy.com, where you can sign up for our email list. You can look at lab tests, supplements, see the YouTube channel, and more. Lastly, there are people out there like your mom or your friends who are looking for answers like this podcast and they don't know where to look. Um, I hear that every day. Gosh, I wish that somebody would have sent this to me sooner. Please share this with them. Go over to their house and show them how to work their podcast app. Get them sus- subscribed so that the new episodes just automatically update and get on their phone and give us a five-star review and rating from their phone, your phone, and every other phone you can find. Uh, today's episode is about autoimmune basics. This is episode number two, the big whopping number 2 but we're just going over some really basics of autoimmune disease. The purpose of this is that you know, of course to educate people, but I it, you know, a year from now, people are going to find our podcast who have autoimmune disease and they know the basics. They they know, you know, what autoimmune disease is because they have it and they're searching for it. But I think that everybody hopefully should go back to the beginning of this podcast and just, you know, refresh themselves with first off, who I am the purpose of this podcast. And then what does autoimmune disease mean? Even if you have, even if you've had, you know, celiac for 20 years, or you have MS, or you have Sjogren's, I think that a lot of people, because they have something, they're like, Oh, I know what autoimmunity means. But they really don't know what it means, or they'd be living their life A lot differently i believe um so i think that this is important to just talk about you know some of the basics and some of the mechanisms we're not going to talk about like the drivers or really I, i guess many of the mechanisms today outside of the basic definition but i do think that that is important to know what's driving your autoimmune disease i mean if you have an autoimmune disease what could be more important than knowing what's driving it i mean that's that's kind of everything, so autoimmune basics autoimmunity is rampant today um i I see it all the time and and there there's going to be another episode about three types of autoimmune patients and and let's really quickly, those are people that know they have autoimmune disease, like I said, people that have had celiac, people that have hashis, two is people that think they might. Like their joints really, really ache, and they're like, I wonder if this is RA. And then three is people with r- random, weird, crazy things that don't know it's autoimmune, but probably is. So autoimmunity is rampant today. And if we did enough lab testing on enough people presenting with symptoms, I think that we would find that it's even more prevalent today. So today's goal is go over the, the 30,000 foot view of this autoimmune epidemic. And what does that mean? How bad is it? What are some stats? How is autoimmune disease diagnosed? And some of the basics that are important so that you know kind of what you're dealing with. So first off, what's the definition? So autoimmunity means that your immune system which I think that most people know the immune system is supposed to protect you from things, right? Like COVID and influenza and colds and viruses and, you know, stuff, right? So your immune system that's supposed to protect you from foreign invaders has lost the ability to tell self from non-self. So it, it doesn't know. It's like if you put a blindfold on somebody and it accidentally you know, hits hits your grandma instead of the pinata, it just doesn't know. Um, and so the immune system thinks that it's attacking, you know, non self It thinks that it's attacking foreign invaders. It might think it's attacking, you know, a, a a virus or a bacteria, but it's being activated, it's being stimulated, and given the attack signal, it's just given that towards your own body on accident. And so that it attacks your tissue, or your own body, and it causes damage. So this is a case of mistaken identity. The immune system has mistaken identity and thinks that it's supposed to attack your joints, your brain, your thyroid, and that's autoimmunity. So instead of attacking bad guys, it attacks tissues. And if it attacks the joints, it's rheumatoid arthritis, if it attacks the thyroid it's hashimotos or graves if it attacks the brain it's ms or alzheimers or parkinsons or any other you know neurodegenerative disease the more they discover the more they're uncovering that there are uh, there's absolutely an autoimmune component to most inflammatory diseases so inflammatory diseases, inflammation, is at the root of many of our, our biggest problems, our most chronic conditions, our diabetes, our heart disease, our cancer, and autoimmune diseases, certainly. So that is how tissues get attacked, as they become inflamed. So if we're attacking the thyroid, we get thyroid inflammation. And if we leave that inflammation long enough, then we get thyroid inflammation damage or if we're attacking the brain you know the first thing that might happen is maybe a symptom like maybe some dizziness or some headaches but if we attack that long enough it's going to lead to damage and diagnosable disease like multiple sclerosis so the immune system is attacking certain tissues and the attack is inflammation i hope that makes sense because that is autoimmunity Now, inflammation, you know, the the root word is flame. So inflammation is like fire, okay? And, And so fire can be small or big, right? It can be a candle. It could be a campfire. Or it could be a forest fire. Fire can be controlled, like in a fireplace. Or fire can be out of control. And inflammation is the same. You all, we all have inflammation all the time. And if I scratch your arm, we all know what that looks like. It's going to become inflamed. And that's the immune system rushing to that area to make sure that no foreign you know, things get in through that scratch. But when inflammation runs out of control, like a fire, that's when it's going to do irreversible damage so fire can also do various levels of damage right if you have let's say a candle on a table and it's controlled it's no problem it's just a candle and then you knock it off onto the ground and it lights a rug on fire uh uh-oh you got a big problem but let's say you grab a bucket of water you put that rug out no no big deal and it only did a little bit of damage the damage was reversible you had to get a new rug but the damage was reversible it wasn't irreversible let's say you knock that candle off it catches the rug on fire the rug catches the wall on fire the wall you know the framing catches on fire and let's say that you've done now irreparable damage that has to be or let's say i guess it could still be repaired you know and the the room gets repaired but then let's say the last example it burns down the house irreparable damage that is exactly what can happen with inflammation is you could have a little bit of damage uh, a little bit you know that's noticeable a little bit of symptoms a little bit of permanent you know disability in a certain tissue or a little bit of loss of function but if it doesn't if it can be controlled then it's not going to burn your entire house down. And I use that metaphor a lot. I'm sure I will in this podcast of the house on fire with with regards to autoimmunity, because we talk about, you know, like your foods, for example, the food that you can eat. Let's say that you pull up to your house and it's on fire and you're like, "Uh oh, Um, and there's a bucket sitting there and you don't know what's in the bucket and you throw it on the fire well if it's water great if it's gasoline not so great and so that's what your foods can do that's what your lifestyle choices can do they're either gonna pour fuel on the fire or they're gonna pour water on the fire so we use that metaphor a lot then we also use the metaphor of what started the fire when you pull up to your house and it's on fire You're not too concerned about that, right? You're just thinking, I got to put this fire out so that it doesn't do irreparable damage. When people come into my office, that's oftentimes what we got to do. It's like, hey, who cares what started the fire? You got a fire. Let's put this thing out. And then we go and we look a little deeper and we might say, okay, what started this? What are the drivers behind this? Are there Food sensitivities? Is there are there mold toxicity? Are there heavy metal toxins? Is there you know so on and so forth? Are there infections or you know what what else is there um, that started this fire? So the, one of the things I want to do I'm switching to it, is look at some of these quotes and just share some of these fr- f- with you guys with regards to autoimmune disease. So these are from the American Autoimmune-Related Diseases Association. And I'm just going to read these. These are online on their website. I'll put these in the show notes. Um, But this just gives an overview of some of the autoimmune basics. So autoimmune disease faces critical obstacles in diagnosis. Symptoms cross many specialties and can affect all body organs. This is true. The immune system can be attacking any organ. That's why there are so many autoimmune diseases and why they continue to discover and uncover more. Uh, You know, I've heard it said that there were over 80 known autoimmune diseases. Then I heard that it was over 100 known autoimmune diseases. And I don't really know if there's an accurate ongoing tally, but the more names we slap on more conditions we see, the The same process is the same. So if it's attacking the eye, or attacking the joint, or attacking the brain, or attacking the, you know, amygdala versus the, you know, different receptors of of dopamine and different things. Pandas, uh, they're all different names put on the same process. Uh, it says autoimmune disease. So once again, this is under the subtitle: faces critical obstacles in diagnosis. It says medical education provides minimal learning about autoimmune disease which is very true. Specialists are generally unaware of interrelationships among the different autoimmune diseases or advances in treatment outside of their own specialty area, which is also very very true. And many autoimmune patients they might have hypothyroidism and see an endocrinologist. They might also have, you know, constipation and maybe need to see a gastroenterologist. They might also have you know, uh, who knows what else, but just neurologists. There's different subspecialists that don't communicate with each other. And when you have autoimmune disease, first off, one of the problems with autoimmunity is once the body has lost the ability to tell self from non self, it can do that with other tissues. So just because it's starting off attacking the thyroid, it's going to attack other tissues if you continue driving that process. So then it will begin attacking other places. And so a lot of the, uh, autoimmune patients, their, their symptoms are, are multi-system and multi-organ. Um, going back to this, it says initial symptoms are often intermittent and unspecific until the disease becomes acute. Sometimes it's hit or miss uh, for a really long time. There's you know, days and weeks of flares and remissions, and there's no way of putting a finger on what's causing autoimmune disease. And then it says research is generally disease-specific and limited in scope. Um, And then it says autoimmune disease is a major health problem. A close genetic relationship exists among autoimmune disease, explaining clustering in individuals and families as well as a common pathway of disease. Um, understanding how to modulate immune system activity will benefit transplant recipients, cancer patients, AIDS patients, and infectious disease patients. So, and and that's really interesting. Now, here's another one that I'm going to read that just says, there are more than 80 known autoimmune diseases, which, like I said, I think there's more. There's up to 50 million Americans that suffer from autoimmune disease. And once again, I've heard many variable numbers for that. So that is one out of every four adults. Um, and, and that's, I think, an appropriate number. Um, I've heard numbers that are much less. I've I probably heard numbers that are much more. And once again, it, there's a total difference between diagnosed autoimmune disease. That's going to be a smaller number. But People that actually have autoimmunity, the process that, that's going to be a much, much, much higher number. Uh, 75% of those are women. So, I and I've heard you know various numbers with that too. I've heard women outnumber men eight to one. Maybe that's with, with certain diseases. I don't know. Um, and then this goes into this is from, by the way, from a rheumatoid arthritis group. And it's just an infographic. I was just looking for autoimmune stats. And it said a normal immune system attacks foreign agents to protect your body against disease. But with autoimmune disease, your immune system mistakes healthy tissues for foreign ones and attacks them instead. Sounds like exactly like what I said. Um, It says the cause of this is unknown, but it's believed that autoimmunity can be triggered by Bacteria, viruses, drugs, toxins. Then it goes into one of the most common autoimmune diseases. So lupus, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, celiac disease, psoriasis, Hashimoto's, Sjogren's, type 1 diabetes. Um, There's so many others, you know, uh, primary biliary cirrhosis, Addison's, You know, there's even a lot of, like, association with autoimmunity and and COVID and and different post-COVID long haulers and, you know, different things there. So then how are you diagnosed? So this is kind of interesting because not all of them are the same. Um, And some of them are easy to be diagnosed with. That's like Hashimoto's. It is the most prevalent autoimmune disease. It's one that I have. It's easy to diagnose. I mean, I didn't even went to the doctor. I just ran labs. And it's just a diagnostic marker that once you're above a certain amount, you have Hashimoto's. So sometimes people will come into my office with rheumatoid arthritis, and they'll leave with Hashimoto's because you know they they know that their joints hurt, but will find that they've got other autoimmunities going on. But so, so so like with Hashis again, the way you're diagnosed is through antibodies through an antibody test, meaning antibodies against two things called thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin, which are, are proteins, enzymes, um, in, in the thyroid that do certain things with thyroid hormone physiology. And so once your antibodies go above a certain amount, it's diagnostic for Hashimoto's. Now, that's not always Hashimoto's hypothyroidism that's different than Hashimoto's thyroiditis which might be not yet hypothyroidism so just some semantics but it's just antibodies the uh, some others like celiac there's antibodies tissue transglutaminase antibodies but then there, there should be a biopsy a tissue biopsy um to see you know microvilli uh villus atrophy microvilli blunting of the intestinal tract. Um, so that's a little more invasive. It's a little harder to be diagnosed with. So like gluten sensitivity, for example, you there's a lot of people that have gluten sensitivity. Celiac is very rare. It's in the single-digit percents. I think it's 1% to 2% of the population. But part of that is because there's there's it's an invasive test, and so things have to progress to a certain point to even take you into the doctor to ask the right questions to get that test. But I do think that there's a lot of people silently suffering with, with celiac disease or non-celiac gluten sensitivity is very, very common. Then something like MS or RA that, that requires uh, imaging. So like on MS, they don't care about the antibodies at all. Um, they care about the imaging. They care about the MRI. Do you have lesions? Do you have lesions in your brain? And I've heard it said that you need to lose 30% of brain tissue before it's detectable on MRI. And, and I don't know. I don't have a citation for that. But the process can be going on for some time before that's detectable and diagnosable as ms on mri on spinal cord lesions or on you know white matter lesions or, or so on and so forth um and then like ra also there's antibodies that they do care about but uh, looking at um an x-ray to see is there joint erosion uh consistent with rheumatoid arthritis so there's different ways of how these these diseases are diagnosed and, and so some of them are harder to find, and some of them, that's why they're more rare. And some of them are easier to study, like MS. The, the, the animal model of MS is a really, 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 really good, reliable model. So there's a ton of MS research. Uh, so some of these things are easier to find. Some are easier to study. And that's how there gets to be more information about them. So in general, with autoimmunity, the the crazy thing is that through all these different factors that we're going to go into in in later episodes, but foods and stress and toxins and, you know, just every sleep, you go through periods of flares and remission. So that's very, very common. So people might have, you know, let's say 20 flare days a month. And then as they make improvements, they might go down to, you know, three flare days a month or they might go months in remission where they're symptom-free or they might go months in flares where things are really, really bad. Um, So that's just kind of the nature of autoimmunity, which makes it very, very, very difficult to manage, you know, even from a pharmaceutical standpoint of like, you don't want somebody to even, – even most prescribing doctors don't want somebody to be on stuff like forever, a ton of stuff, especially if it's something dangerous like steroids. But during periods of flares, there might be times where something like that's necessary in their eyes. Um, so it makes it really hard to manage. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's interesting. Um, the most common symptoms with autoimmune disease in general are – Fatigue. Fatigue is number one because that happens with a lot of different autoimmune diseases. I would say most of them. Joint pain is very, very common. Sometimes it's not joint pain. Sometimes it's muscle pain, connective tissue pain. But pain is very common. Headaches are very common. Brain fog and digestive complaints. And I would throw in there, I guess, like hormonal complaints too because a lot of these are women that have you know just a myriad of different symptoms. And a lot of people, when they have one of these, they're going to have more than one of these. So they come in and we have to prioritize and we have to triage and we have to say, okay, we've got to get your gut working first and then we've got to move into your brain and you know whatever the case may be. So those are some autoimmune disease basics. If you have autoimmune disease, if you're you know, wondering if you have autoimmune disease, if you want to know what autoimmune disease is, that's a little taste of what autoimmune disease means. I have other, you know, resources for this, you know, first off, there, there's, book, you know, this is a 20 minute podcast, there's books, there's, there's, uh, you know, obviously tons of webinars, tons of info out there. But I'd say, you know, be, be leery, I, I have other resources on our website, about autoimmune disease basics and some of the basic things. And then listen to some of these other episodes on the podcast. Listen to the next few after this one. Um, And and yeah, just continue educating yourself on what this really means so that you can begin to take control of this. So for show notes, visit autoimmuneeducationacademy.com. Give us a review, give us a five stars. It only takes about five seconds. You could sign up for our email list. It's not overwhelming, which is my biggest pet peeve. And then you could subscribe to our podcast so that you know when more episodes come out. But stay tuned for next episode. This is the Autoimmune Doc Podcast with Dr. Taylor Crick.